Hey, welcome to the Spoop. It's like the Spook Show, but twice as small. It's just me and Neff talking about a couple horror flicks that fit into a specific theme. And if you're like me, a couple months ago you might be wondering, does this show even fit into a seasonal format? It's true. We started in October last year and kind of just have been going, do, been doing it alongside the Spook Show ever since. The truth is, I straight up didn't consider breaking it up into seasons, like the Spook Show, until we'd already passed the one year mark. So, uh, in order to get things back in line, this is going to be the finale of season one of the Spook. <laughs> you get two Big extra time. episodes. Two extra, two bonus episodes. For the first oh. season. And for the finale, for the end of the year, for the depths of the gold, gold winter times, we're doing snowy horror. Because, of course, you can do horror stories in any kind of climate, and horror stories set in the snow are particularly compelling, because winter's when everything's cold and fucking dead. And if that ain't metal enough for you, imagine the blood spray against the pure white of the snow. It looks fucking awesome. And for that, true, true. <laughs> and for that reason alone, horror flicks set in the snow kind of just hit different. For years, fans of Friday the Thirteenth have been dripping wet at the thought of Jason Voorhees hacking apart horny camp counselors in the winter season. In fact, not only was Jason Goes to Winter Wonderland one of the concepts for the unmade sequel to the 2009 reboot film, it's also the setting for a Friday the 13th fan film made just last year with Tom Matthews reprising his role as Tommy Jarvis. Appropriately titled Never Hike in the Snow, it's the follow-up to 2017's Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, which Tom Matthews was also in. Hey. Reprising Tommy Jarvis. Tom Matthews played Tom Tommy Jarvis in Friday the thirteenth six. Okay. So he was the third guy to play Tommy Jarvis. Uh you gotta love the Friday the thirteenth fan base. Even with the official series as dead as winter and trapped in legal purgatory, they're out there building their own additions to the series. But it's not just since the legal battles that Friday the 13th fan films have started being made. Way back in 1995, a group of mm -hmm. high school students got together and decided to continue the franchise their damn selves after hearing that Jason Goes to Hell would be the conclusion of the series. The result was Friday the 13th Part X, To Hell and Back, a low-budget feature-length entry into the series that remained relatively unknown for 15 years before finally being restored, re-edited, and released online. It's a cool little passion project, and I highly recommend hunting it down and checking it out if you're a Friday fan. Anyway... That actually sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, we watched it. We wa well, it was a while back, but yeah, oh, we, wa God. we watched yeah, it. it. We did yeah, a Discord watch party back. for it. Oh, yeah, that... Oof. It's been a while since we've done one of those. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about two <laughs> flicks that aren't Friday the 13th or fan films, but they are drenched in cold, cold snow. Yes, yes, they are. Starting with 1990s uh, Misery, based on the Stephen King book. 
Mm. And, and directed by Rob fucking Reiner. I didn't realize that. I, I don't even know who he is. He is... So he's directed a lot of stuff. Um, I think this is the only horror movie he's directed. Uh, but he's probably best known in a director capacity for having done uh, The Princess Bride. The guy who made The Princess Bride directed what? this movie. Oh. Also, it gets even crazier than that, William Goldman, who wrote the script for this, is the novelist who wrote The Princess Bride. Oh my god. This movie is basically a Princess Bride sequel. Good lord. And Barry Sonnenfeld was the DP. Barry Sonnenfeld, uh, he would go on to, I believe, direct The Adams Family films. Yeah, the Adams Adams Family, Adams Family Values, the Men in Black films. Uh, he did the Netflix series of Unfortunate Events series. So yeah, yeah Barry Sonnenfeld uh, was the DP on this movie. So there's a lot of unexpected names attached to this movie. There really is. I'm sorry, my mind just got blown for a second there. I apologize. I I, I short circuited. <laughs> But oh my yeah no you're 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 not wrong. Good <laughs> lord, this movie. So I I I love hated this movie because <laughs> it made me really uncomfortable for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, but now like I noticed that like when I was doing a little bit of like back end research on the on the shit on the movie mm-hmm. like i noticed that whenever i see a picture of kathy bates i now like get really tense in the same way i would when i had to speak with my mother when she was alive oh, no yeah the manipulation like i don't i realized like while i was thinking about it i don't remember a lot of the movie right i remember a lot of emotion mm-hmm but I don't remember a lot of the movie, and I think my brain was like, nah. <laughs> but, like, I, I, the, the key point that just, like, stuck in my head was, was where she's still taking care of him. Right. And, you know, she's been out to town, and he's like, so when am I getting out of here? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, you know, since I'm doing everything okay, and I'm like, oh, my God. Somebody, please. The, just the tenseness of it, because he knows something's oh. up. Oh, yeah, he picks up, uh, like, from the very beginning, almost. Like, as soon mm-hmm. when the first thing he hears upon regaining consciousness is, I'm your biggest fan, he's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, at the very least, gonna be a little awkward. Yeah. And then it very quickly goes from awkward to being like, oh, no, she's insane. And I'm trapped. Crud. <laughs> I, I literally cannot walk. Oh god, yeah, no, like it, that movie was te- it was great. Like, and I don't regret watching it. Um, I just like I think during some of her more, I I don't remember the the ankle breaking scene at all. Right. 
that's not in my head at all. I know it happens because I've heard about it, but like, don't ask me exactly what went down because I I just know it happened. <laughs> my brain right. apparently has just deleted it. Oh no! <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> so like, it's weird. Um, because I remember like the really good performances and like I said, I remember a lot of emotions about the movie and right. to me that's although it's not as formulate formulative as like actually recalling the scenes, I think it just attests to how good they all were at what they did. Right. Well, I mean, and like a lot of the scenes, like there's not a whole lot that like happens happens. In the movie, mm-hmm. like it's mostly just like it, it's it's tension, and it's just like slowly, yeah. slowly rising tension, 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 tension. So yes. it's not about an individual. Like the only real individual scene is like the hobbling moment, which honestly, like w- once I got up to that, I, I was kind of surprised at like one how little you see, and two how fast it happens, and it's just over. Yeah, it is. I just like, like my it brain is kind of completely... a blink and you'll miss it type of moment. Um, like impactful for sure. <laughs> Not as impactful as a sledgehammer against a guy's ankle, mm-hmm. but but it, it's not like super huge. It's more about the overall just unease and like the increasing levels of just how nuts she is and switching back it really is it's mostly it's it's kathy bates like the whole whole movie is pretty much just kathy bates yeah it's basically her movie yeah (laughs) and it is she did such a good job oh yeah god she I wouldn't trust her <laughs> at all, though. Like, I wouldn't have trusted her. I would have been... Well, he wasn't really so in a position suspicious. to whether or not he could trust her or not. He was literally bedridden. I would stab her. <laughs> well, eventually he gets to that. That was, yeah, that was very... Too long. Yeah. Well, he got it done in the end. Uh, <laughs> severe injuries. Severe injuries. And for, and for a while there, he was just kind of taking those pills and being all drugged up. So, like, he, on top yeah. of being injured, he was also under the influence of, like, whatever narcotics she was giving him. Um, so, there's that. <laughs> so, it makes sense that, like, plus, if he, if he, like, busts out of there in, like, the first five minutes, then, you know, what's the rest of the movie uh, gonna be? So, I don't know, like, I liked... It was, like, once he does finally start fighting back where he's like fuck this shit i'm gonna beat beat this woman to death with a typewriter (laughs) like that 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 after everything that came before it like there's a there's a great catharsis once that turn happens and it like in my head like it was very akin to in a lot of ways like the the catharsis of like when the rape revenge movie goes into the revenge portion and you're like oh yeah get him and like how nice that feels to see the revenge portion. Like it was, it, that's kind of the vibe that it gave me. Sorry, I was looking up Kathy Bates because I was trying to, and it keeps showing pictures of her with uh, Coley McCulkin. 
Macaulay Culkin. Yep, there we go. And I don't know why. And I was like, are they related? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, they're not. So, I don't know. But, gosh, she is 73 years old. Jeez, I, I didn't yeah. realize, like, because I've always, <clears throat> or at least I've gotten to a point now where, like, I think of Kathy Bates and I think of, like, older Kathy Bates. Like, I either forgot or didn't realize just how young she is in this movie. Yeah, she was, what was this? This was 90? 90. 90. Straight yeah, up, just 1990. So, she was born 48, so she would have she been just about 40. Wow, she actually she looked younger than forty. Yeah. Well, unless my math is horrible. Wait, hold on. No, she wait. Forty-eight, fifty-eight, sixty-eight, seventy-eight, eighty-eight. She would have been forty-two. Yeah, she she looked young way like I thought yeah, she was she like did. maybe like mid twenties in this. I would have put her at like early thirties. Yeah, mid twenties to early thirties. Some grays in her hair, and she does have some fine lines. Yeah, but like not as a judgment or anything like that. Just as something that you notice in certain age brackets, especially as you get into those age brackets. Right. (laughs) So, um, but I just I was just looking to see like what else she was in and stuff like that and i think i mostly like i think my first introduction to kathy bates was as um the water boy's mom <laughs> that oh was that God. was her right that was, was her. her i remember her yes holy crud <laughs> yeah mama don't she... know won't hurt her <laughs> oh my god i for now i understand why my stepfather found that so hilarious oh if he's seen Misery, Waterboy came out in 98. Right. So having seen her go from something as serious as... And I'm, I'm sure she was in other things that were... You know, she's a very ranged actress, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's incredibly um, talented. Um, I, I guess maybe it's just... that That's why he found it so amazing. Like, I, I, when he first saw it. Because, let's see, I saw Waterboy... Maybe a year or two after it came out, I would have been about ten. Right. So I just remember him being so giddy <laughs> <laughs> about about her, and I don't understand now. I get it. I get it. She's pretty amazing, and I I adore her. Mm, I mean, well, she won uh, I think Best Actress Oscar for this, which is why I so. which is why why the movie is is technically not a horror movie; it's a thriller. Because mm-hmm. when horror movies are so good that award ceremonies that are serious have to take notice of them, they they can't be horror movies anymore. They have to be thrillers. Because the, the, the horror genre is not allowed to win awards. Sci-fi. Sci-fi can win awards. Mm-hmm. If it, it, predominantly special effects, or occasionally it'll get nominated for Best Picture. And maybe once in a while it'll get to win. Sci-fi will. But horror... Horror doesn't get nominated for fuck all. Unless they can restructure and relabel it a thriller. Before they do so. And... To, like, really emphasize... I was thinking about this the other day. To really emphasize just how 
like obvious it is. And every, everyone else probably already figured this out years ago, but I, I thought of it, like, the other day, where I was like, yeah, sci-fi movies, like, routinely get nominated for, like, Best Special Effects at the Oscars. And if you really want to be fair with the Best Special Effects category, horror movies would be getting nominated alongside the sci-fi movies left and right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Whether or not you think the special, what the effect is, is, you know good or wholesome or anything like that like the the special effects in the saw films like is it just gore for the sake of gore kind of but they're really well done they're yeah. on par with the effects being done in probably the majority of the sci-fi movies that get nominated every year it? and yet they don't a... even mention it no they i'm reading an article right now and it says the academy awards uh, usually pick non-horror themed stuff, so, you know, it's no surprise that the list is short. Uh, only six horror films have ever been nominated for best, the Best Picture Award, and only one has taken it home. Uh, in 1991, Jonathan Demme's Silence of the Lambs, Lambs became yeah. the only horror film ever to win the and Best And even then, they tried, they tried to um, retroactively call it a thriller. Mm-hmm, they did. Like, even, I, I, even I to this, this day, people will be like, oh, yeah, no, it's a thriller. It's like, no, it's a fucking horror movie. <laughs> Shut so up. So this, uh, this article was just before the uh, Academy Awards in, in April mm. this year. So uh, the six are The Exorcist was nominated. Right. Um, yeah, ten nominations. The Exorcist uh, film, got ten. Film only won an award for the category of best adapted screenplay. So, hmm. and they mentioned that they mentioned that, you know, uh, most horrors overlooked by prestigious awards of the film industry, aside from its recognition in the technical categories, because right. Duh. But like, they never get recognition. So like black Swan, sixth sense, get out, which yes, I'm, right. I'm, Oh, I don't. I don't dispute yeah. any any of the ones that have been nominated. Like, there's a reason why the Academy had to shut the fuck up and actually like acknowledge them. It's because they're all really, really good, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, they des- and they deserve and deserve the awards that they have been nominated for. And won. Peel did a Peel did a couple of firsts. First for horror in regards to like best original screenplay, getting an award for that, and mm. then he was also the fast first black person to secure an award for the best original screenplay. So like. Oh. That was so (laughs) overlooked. Like, I I heard that they, but they never, like, I I feel like that wasn't as, they didn't make it as huge as it actually was. And that that disappoints me. Right. But, yeah, no, like, they're, this, this, she should have won so many, so many other awards. The, the movie was the, the actually movie. nominated for a lot of yeah. different... Like, as far as the Academy Awards, it was, I think, just her for Best Actress. But, like, it did win... Or get nominated and win, like, other awards from other ceremonies as well. But that's, that's of course, the big one, because that's the one everybody knows about. <laughs> yeah. Now, James Caan... Yeah. For some weird reason, I just think Star Trek, and I know... No, 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 no. I know, no, no, I know, no. I know, I know, but just in my head, I hear Khan, I go, Khan. Khan. Um, he's uh, El Dorado, right? Yes, El Dorado. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I've known, I've seen him in. 
The Godfather, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, Sonny and the Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's been he's been in tons of stuff. Oh yeah, I'm looking through his movies now. He was he was very entertaining to watch in this. Like I I know oh, yeah, like no, it he's, wasn't he's great in this. It had a lot of too real horror in it, but like in the moments where it was like that hyper realistic nineties. I I don't know that that like it's hyper realistic but it's super fake. Like I don't know. Like it just seems impossible. Like the scenario that has happened to him. It just seems so fantastical in the way that it is and like how he's handling it just seems so surreal. Mm. There we go. Surreal was the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a bizarre kind of because it's just like it's 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 the like the 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 wor- worst nightmare. Like it's right? it's kind of like a nightmare film. Mhm. <laughs> like specifically it really is. specifically Stephen King's nightmare. <laughs> right? <laughs> being laid up and being cared for by his number one fan. It's like, oh, fuck. You're your number one fan. <laughs> What did you think about the movie? <laughs> I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. very good. I'm glad I finally got to watch it. Yeah. I, I think I, out of the ones I've watched so far, I think my favorite is Christine. Of the Stephen King movies? Yeah. So yeah, far so we've seen a few of them for the show now. Mm-hmm. Between this yeah. and, like, Spook Show. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit down and watch it, though. Oh? The original? No, the original one. Because, like... It's like what six hours? Come on! I don't think I'm gonna it's... pull out my ADHD card. I don't like, think hard it's card. Six... Is it six hours? I don't know. No, it's like a little over three. So it's long, but it ain't six hours. Oh, I'm thinking of Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor also not. It probably feels like it's six hours. Pearl Harbor is not. Also, Pearl Harbor is not a Stephen King film. What, what are you? No, I don't, listen. What? <laughs> My brain is is. Pearl Harbor is also a little over three. Pearl Harbor is shorter than the it original miniseries. Oh, fair, fair. But but also the it original miniseries is significantly better because <laughs> it's not Pearl Harbor. Yes, are you thinking but... of the stand? What's the stand? That was the, the, like, Stephen King's longest damn book ever, and it's, like, over a thousand pages, and then they made it into a, like, a lot of Stephen King stuff, they made it into a TV miniseries in 1994. Oh, maybe. Well, technically it was a mini, like, all together, it might be, like, it's, like, the total. Yeah, all together, the stand is like six hours long, but it's a mini series, so it's like episodic, like it's like four episodes or something. Hmm. The four? Yeah, it's it's four episodes because it's freaking massive. <laughs> Fair. That book is insanely huge. 
I mean, I remember it being pretty good for for like a TV miniseries. Fair. But Fair. yeah, no, it is it is very 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 long. Yeah, it's very long. But um, no, I I had a good time with it. Like, I I just don't know how else to put into words. <laughs> like, what else is? Because it's not like we've talked about the movie prior to this. It's just I I think I've said what I can on it so far. Do you yeah. have anything to add? Um, check the, I, I I love the sheriff. Oh, he yeah. was so much fun. Like him and his adorable. wife. Like I, I love them. And then it yeah. got up to the point I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna die. <laughs> of course, of course. He's gonna get his cute old ace killed. Oh, dang it, poor little man. I also thought it would have been really funny if, like, when she forces him to rewrite or write the sequel to to the Misery book, if he somehow, like, managed to bring the character back to life, and then at the end of the new book, he just killed her again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, he would, she would totally kill him, but it would be hilarious if he just did that. I mean, at that point, what do you got to lose? <laughs> yeah. She was probably going to kill him anyway. Yeah, that pretty much, that seemed pretty obvious. Especially mm-hmm. the further things got along, where it's just like, yeah, no, she's she was pretty much intending to kill him at every stage of that. Like that's yep. how it was gonna end. She was okay. <clears throat> she was yeah, she was super mm-hmm. nutso. But yeah, no, misery got favorite story from me. Um, like it was hard <sighs> to pick between Dead Snow two and Misery, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Misery just, um, I enjoy. I hated it because it was so, not even triggering. I think my brain protected me from a lot of that. But, like, um, it, it, it did scare me. Yeah. Like, it legitimately scared me. Meanwhile, mm. Dead Snow 2, I was just sitting there, I was going, this is cool. <laughs> Yeah, Dead Snow 2, not not so much scary. No, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's just like, not scary. Yeah. But like so so it's it's just I don't know, like the story in Misery is really good. So Stephen King, good job. Mm-hmm. Good job, Stephen King. You did good. Almost makes me want to pick up the book. <laughs> Almost. I like his short stories. I'm not gonna lie. I like his short stories, but his novels usually, um, his, his writing style is not for me. No. But yeah, uh, it also got scariest movie for me because Kathy Bates is scary, but also yeah. I kind of want to hug her. <laughs> um, and it tied with Dead Snow 2 for most entertaining. They were ah. both entertaining for. Hmm? I said, ah. Oh, I thought you said, hold on. I was like, what happened? Oh, I'm no, looking no. at my sheet directly in front of me. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so like m- most entertaining was given to both. Just they were both very entertaining, but mm, for entirely different reasons. Different reasons. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> I'll get into Dead Snow too. Why yeah. it was most entertaining when we talk about <laughs> it. But, like for for misery, it just it was it was like watching it was like watching Hereditary. I, yeah, I kind of yeah. like, I, I hate the tension and I, I hate the tension, but I also love the thought that goes into it to keep that tension so tense. Yeah. 
for a lack of a better verb. Yeah, having the patience um, to keep the just to just like keep holding and building the tension for that long. Like, yeah, and like I don't want to go into hereditary any further right. than that. Um because if we do watch it on the show, which we, we will, if somebody doesn't pick it and it fits into I mean, a category. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it popped up at some point. Yeah. I, I, I love the movie and I will never give away anything until it is time to talk about it because yeah. spoilers, folks that are <laughs> listening, watch it when you get the chance. I, the only warning you get is, by God, it is it is chef's kiss of tension. Yeah. Like, beautiful. They did so good. Um, but yeah, that's all you get to know because that's all <laughs> the internet really has shared otherwise. So just wait for the review on it when we get to it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, so I think, I think I'm good. What categories did you give Misera? Uh, well, scariest, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also favorite poster. The, the one you posted, I, I was like, you know what? I really dig that. I, I, like, you... I like the colors. I like, I like the way it's laid out and everything like that. Yeah, I was That's torn. Very cool. I was, I was torn, but like, I, I kind of just really like the zombie dude. Like, I liked the yeah, makeup I like, so I like much. The Dead too, poster as well. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. I think I just, I was feeling particularly black and white with a dash of red. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt right. <clears throat> so, but yeah, well, uh. You have a favorite poster? It's scariest. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand that, because there's no way Dead Snow 2 is getting that. <laughs> oh, for scariest? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Dead Snow 2 didn't scare me. Mm-mm. But uh, I'm not upset that Dead Snow 2 didn't scare me, if anything. Right? No? Yeah, it was just the right balance, honestly. And these movies balanced each other out really, really well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, you were you you've been doing like the little synopsis thing. Yeah, kind of trying oh. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Dead Snow Two, Red versus Dead, <laughs> <laughs> from 2014, which is the sequel to, of course, Dead Snow One. Although it's not called Dead Snow One, it's just called Dead Snow, uh, which was released. Back in 2009, kind of towards towards kind of like the early days of like the um, the zombie resurgence and the the zombie hype train that was going I wish on for I a long had time. Known before watching Dead Snow, mm-hmm. that Dead Snow Two just goes over everything for you. De- I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, by the time I, I was going to tell you that it did that. And then before I could tell you that it did that, you were like, "I so I already watched Dead Snow." I'm like, "Oh, all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're gonna get a nice uh, recap of I the movie it. at, at I the start just of the next one." This <laughs> sunshine gives me its little mini thing in the corner, and then See, Dead Snow Two gives me the recap of the movie but, I just watched. But Dead Snow Two, there's a much better you know, reason oh, for doing it reason. because because Dead Snow 2 came out like f- 
five years after the first one, so presumably if you had not seen the first one in, like, five years, you might need a little bit of a refresher. Also, both of these movies take so much from the Evil Dead films that if they didn't have, like, a a recap of the previous film (laughs) with some narration to go along with it, it wouldn't have been in the vein of the Evil Dead series, so on that level I also appreciate it. Uh, which, yeah, that was, like, the, the kind of, I remember that was what I heard about Dead Snow when it, the original, when it came out, was, it, it got some hype because it was, one, capitalizing on the zombie craze, and there was a weird, like, subsect of the zombie craze where it wasn't just zombies that were popular, suddenly Nazi zombies were popular for a minute, <laughs> so it capitalized on that, or this might have been, like, one of the instigating forces of that. Uh, and then also it was very much a throwback, a throwback film to the original Evil Dead. So, it had a lot of things going for it. I, I like the first Dead Snow. I like it fine. It, I, I didn't love it as much as like everyone else seemed to, but like, I thought it was solid. I thought it was a fun movie. But Dead Snow too. <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking love this movie. This This movie to me is like... What happens when Evil Dead 2 and Crank 2 fuck hard and dirty and make a mutant freak show child? And also, like, have a little bit of, like, Dead Alive thrown in there, too? Like, um... The, the one, the one like, puppy dog... I think you call him the puppy dog zombie. The, the one that, like, he keeps just getting brought back and tortured in all the ways. Like, that dude's expressions and, like, the makeup, like, really reminded me of uh, some of the zombies in Dead Alive. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, his over-the-top... Like, especially when he's getting his nuts smashed by the car tire. And he's just like... I'm like, that's pure dead alive. Like, that's not... You've slipped beyond Evil Dead. This is straight-up dead alive. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I just... I love the whole concept of... (laughs) <laughs> the Martin character losing his arm, you know, in very Ash Williams fashion, he loses an appendage, and then he gets a replacement appendage, which winds up being a, a Nazi zombie arm <laughs> that has the power of super strength and also raising the dead, so he kind of becomes like this weird superhero type guy, <laughs> which is a hilarious transformation from his character in the first one, where he's kind of the douchey nerd guy. Right. Like that at least that's how I remember his I like I don't remember liking his character in the first Dead Snow. I remember him mostly being annoying in the first Dead Snow. And then this movie made me love him. Yeah, he was he was mm. He was <coughs> he was hated, he just I didn't really care. Right, and I, I wouldn't say I hated yeah. him, but but like I didn't, yeah. I didn't like of the characters in the movie, like I didn't like, like there were other characters I liked way more than his character, like his girlfriend. Like I, I remember absolutely loving his girlfriend in the movie, and then she gets killed off rather abruptly and unexpectedly, and I'm like, oh fuck this. Uh, so that that was probably why I didn't like him too much. But then this movie completely redeems him in my eyes. 
Even though one of the first thing he does after getting the zombie arm is accidentally crush a child's chest in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that moment happening and just being like, oh my god, they just did that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, we're going places in Red uh, De Dead Snow 2. <laughs> You gotta strap in, cause they're just gonna they're just gonna go. Everybody's in danger. Everybody's in <laughs> Anyone danger. Anyone can die at any minute. Holy crap! Oh, I I just remember sitting there watching it, and I'm like, okay, all right. So we've now got the Super Saiyans looking for the Dragon Balls. <laughs> and they go after the Dragon Balls, but then they realize the Dragon Balls isn't really what they want. What they actually wanted was that they wanted the Kakarot, and what the fuck are you they talking? wanted to go destroy it. And the Kakarot is the town, and the well, Nazis are the Super Saiyans. I don't speak Animu. Neither do I, which is why I'm pretty sure I got most of that analogy <clears throat> wrong. Oh, all right. What I could think of was um, like literally everything was just so super ridiculous power. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Or arm. I just sat there and I'm just like, all right, okay. I love this. this is <laughs> wonderful. Why? Why? What in? And I like that they didn't try. To even pseudoscience, they just barreled through. No, just like, it's just like you accept it's, it. It's evil Nazi zombies that are like have some zombie curse on them, mm -hmm. and can can like raise the dead. Like the one guy can raise the dead for some reason, just because he's so evil and Nazi, <laughs> he can just do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. I I think I just sat there for most of the movie looking about a slack jawed as the main captain in the Nazi army. <laughs> just because it was absurd, but it was so good. It was absurdly yeah. good. Um, the characters are great. I love the Americans being Americans. Oh yeah, the the the, the zombie squad. Zombie yeah, squad. I love I loved all the zombie squad. And, and I love where like they start taking care of the zombies and they're sitting there chanting, uh, "USA, USA!" <laughs> and you just <laughs> I can't remember his name on for his character name, but um, the, the oh, guy who right, right. Uh... Is right as he's about to come out of the closet. <laughs> oh right, yeah, and then he dies. <laughs> Yeah, the like, poor kid. It. That poor kid. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, it was just—it was so absurd. I. It went as fast as my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt. I. It, it was. It was honestly like experiencing Crank Two for the first time again. Right, like that was my reaction. I'm like this, like because again, I remember the first time I watched this. It was pretty much just me sitting there. Staring at the screen, wide-eyed and slack-jawed, like, what is happening? And then the movie just, like, constantly upping 
the insanity and it's like it, we got uh, all right now we have to go out into like this frozen wasteland and you have to raise an army of dead russian soldiers to fight the dead nazi soldiers and i'm like what and then he does it in like the giant russian zombie right? <laughs> just starts like smashing other zombies to bits with like a sickle and i'm like what <laughs> what is happening <laughs> Holy crap! And then it gets all the way up to the end, and like every like victory achieved. And then the next thing Martin does is drive up to the graveyard where his girlfriend is buried, and he resurrects her, and they have stinky zombie sex in the back of his car. And I'm like, what? So gross! I was like, everything is redeemed. Everything. This is incredible. I mean, I'm this, assuming this, this by having gave me these everything I wanted, right? I, I'm assuming by having the zombie arm, it turned him a little insane. So, oh yeah, he was clearly like he, not even the zombie arm. Like even by the end of the events of Dead Snow One, like he's clearly lost his mind. Because again, he's right? he's like a counterpart to to Ash. Yeah. Past a certain point, Ash is just is this. That's the that's how Ash manages to keep surviving aside from being just an idiot is that he's just as nuts as the stuff he's fighting yeah like he is, is his true. mind is just so snapped that he can like fight them on their level because they so can't to they can't drive him crazy because he's already crazy right <clears throat> but I, I i had so much the down to the cannon blast to the commander's head. <laughs> to decapitate the, the mm-hmm. evil general. Oh, yeah. No, what a, what a way to go. Oh, my God. It, ugh. Ugh. I, I want a third one. I want yeah, to know what happens I'd, I'd with him and see, his girlfriend. I would love to see more. And and I think it was a post credit scene, but, yeah. The uh, it's revealed that the uh, that one little weird rat faced uh, Nazi doctor zombie has mm-hmm. is still alive and recovered Herzog's head, which is oh. also still alive. Oh, and this was so, 2014, right? So I mean, yeah, it's been a while, but like they could do. I wonder. Okay, so the direct it was directed by uh, Tommy Wirkola. What's has Tommy been doing since then? Um, not a huge amount. Oh, he did the, um, I, I never, never saw it, but he did that, uh, Netflix <clears throat> movie, uh, What Happened to Monday with, uh, like, all the, the Numi Rapaz clones and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, my friend like, watched that. Yeah. Watched that. And he, he said it was really good. It looked good. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what he, uh. It was three years after this, but that's what uh, Tommy Wirkola did next. Mm-hmm. Might have to give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's an experience, much like Crank 2 and Crank. Yeah, it's just It's an experience, and, and, and Hardcore Henry. Can't yeah, forget about yeah. Hardcore Henry because Hardcore, Hardcore Henry is along the same line. I mean, it's it really go is. from the moment yeah, it it's really just go, starts. Go, go. Yeah, from you get the ex, you get the <clears> explanation <throat> like right up front while he's tr- she's trying to jog his memory, mm-hmm. and then it's just go 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 after that. Like, oh yeah. Also, Hardcore Henry is all in first person, so be aware if you have 
uh, first oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not watch it. You will get motion sick. I kind yeah, of get a little you could, sick from you it. You can get motion sick from it. Yeah, but um, it's just a fun time. It was what I needed after Misery, honestly. Yeah, this is definitely the sort of movie that, like, if you if you need like something where you you can just like shut your brain off and have fun with like this is the movie. <clears throat> I would agree. I would disagree. But yeah, because it got favorite kill for me, and that was Herzog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, could... I mean, it got favorite kill for me, but I, I don't know if I could like narrow it down because like the like honestly right. all of them were just so good. <laughs> They were all so good, but I just, I really, really enjoyed. That's, uh, that is such a good climax just, to it, where it's just like, you just see the t- the cannon slowly rotating and lighting right? up, and then boom, it just goes flying. Yeah, like, no, oh that's that's God. the only way you could really end a movie like this. It, yeah. Uh, and then, um... Uh, Dead Snow 2 got favorite poster for me. Mm. Uh, it got most quotable for me, mostly because it's not so much that I remember specific lines, because I'm never good at that. I <laughs> never have been. But it, it's just, it's more that I remember the scenes more vividly. Right. Um, and there is, actually, there's a lot of great dialogue. Like, the only one, the only is. line that I, like, I also gave it, well, I gave it pretty much everything that Misery didn't get, <laughs> which is yeah. all but two things. But yeah, the the one line that I wrote down because I forgot about it and it made me laugh my ass off was when uh, he's trying to convince the uh, the kid to untie him from the hospital bed and he's just like, "I have chocolate." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have chocolate. Oh my god! And his face when he his ex- Martin's expressions are so good. Oh my god! And he's just sitting there trying to like. Give the kid CPR. <laughs> he's just trying to put he's the pieces there, back And you just in. see him freaking out, and his brain is breaking even more. And then the dude looks down, and he goes, that's not what it looks like. <laughs> it's exactly what it looks like, dude. <laughs> You're in a hospital gown, your ass is slapping in the wind, <laughs> and you have this you're trying to tuck this kid's intestines back into his chest. So it's no. okay, buddy. Maybe you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, it was. That's why I got a sleeper hit for me, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows about misery, but like, I feel like more people need to know yeah. about this, the dead snow thing. But um, favorite music, I just... Yeah, the music is really I don't good. Know. I enjoyed the music <coughs> more so. Uh, and favorite SFX, because mm-hmm. them zombies actually looked real good. Oh, yeah, it's got an amazing uh, mm-hmm. effects. Mm-hmm. So, and it got entertaining just, again, because it I was mean, fun fest. Nothing but entertainment value. <laughs> exactly. But, oh, do you have anything to add on yours? Uh, no, I think that was, like, I, I mm-hmm. didn't have many notes for this one, just Mm-mm. because, like, what I was like, I'm pretty sure I can think of stuff to say, and secondarily, uh, it's the sort of movie that I'm like, I don't have time to write notes, like, one, I'm too busy counting people dying, and secondarily, I'm too busy just enjoying myself. Right. <laughs> to, to stop and write notes. Yeah. Uh, Flows in the movie, man. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, I, I don't mind doing, but, like, there are, there, occasionally there's the moves where I'm just like, I just want to let this play and just, like, enjoy yeah. myself. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, when it comes to talking about it, I'll figure it out in the moment. Yeah. Which ranked movies, of course, and then the custom category for this month. Biggest chills, whatever the hell that means. But it's appropriate to the snow, I thought. <laughs> uh, so for me, my ranked movies, no surprise, Dead Snow 2, followed by Misery. And then mm -hmm. Biggest Chills, I flipped it. Misery and then Dead Snow 2 is chilling. <laughs> the story of Misery. Oh my god. Since chills. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, okay, so uh, for my ranked movies, they were both tied. I couldn't. They were both the best. That's fair. They, they yeah. did like for what they were doing. Like they were two completely different movies, honestly. Yeah. So I, like it was hard to it was hard to really pick one because neither of them was like any less of a good movie. They were just. I couldn't pick, but biggest chills was misery first because <laughs> it's chilling. <laughs> I was trying to think of a different reason because I didn't want to go with <laughs> the same reason you did. Yeah, that's essentially it because it made me chilly <laughs> and uh, Dead Snow just made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, I I definitely enjoyed this. Um, I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. They need to make a Dead Snow three. I just oh, I, I was about to say I look, I'm looking forward to a Dead invested. Snow three. There is no news. There's no even indicator that there is a three other no. than that little end credit. Right. So like, I just I I I'm, I'm hoping. I, I, I would like to see Dead Snow happen. like pick up like because I feel like the Dead Snow like it, it, the first one got a bit of you know it, it rode like the the zombie hype train a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah, I don't remember anyone really talking about Dead Snow 2 when it came <laughs> out. It kind of just, like, snuck out. <clears throat> and definitely since then, I haven't really been hearing too many people mm -hmm. talking about it. But, like, it'd be nice if, you know, the Dead Snow currently duology, like, built up, built up like, a bit more of a uh, vocal fan base, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, like, not the annoying kind. And, like, got, got more of a cult following, like, uh... Like Evil Dead. I mean, you know, we talk mm -hmm. about movies and then they become popular, so it's who true. knows? It is true. Who knows? Now that we've talked about it on here, like in six months, Dead Snow 2 is going to be like, has anybody seen this absolute banger of a movie? I'm like, yeah. I'm sickick. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, sickick. Uh, the, most recently, the case of mm -hmm. that was um, Shudder added Brotherhood of the Wolf to their library oh. so for like the next like three or four days after that my my twitter timeline was just full of people finally coming out and being like oh my god brotherhood of the wolf is incredible or like people so people good. who have known about it for years being being like finally people can watch brotherhood of the wolf and recognize how good it is i'm like okay the brotherhood of the wolf fans they they've been out here they just been quiet. All right, that's cool. That's good to know. Also, I'm just saying we covered this like back in January, and and that was the sentiment we both had back then, back when nobody yeah. was talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at you. Uh huh. 
<clears throat> Good lord. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us our numbers, sir. Well, I want to know. Base score. Because uh, this one honestly have no clue. It could go either way. Uh. <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Uh, well, hey. ba base score. <laughs> Yeah. Ba base score misery very low. Uh, two kills, uh, two alcohol sippy sippies, so four. Dead snow two, very large. Uh, I counted uh, forty individual deaths, and I I threw in a plus five because there was like a mass slaughter at some point that I couldn't keep track of completely and didn't feel like pausing to count you know body parts and line them up. So I just gave it a plus five there and a, a sex count of one for dirty dirty zombie sex. <laughs> for a total base score of 46. And then for the other scores that do also don't matter, uh, <laughs> Misery had uh, 60 points, and Dead Snow 2 had 105. Oh. I was like, could go either way. What are you talking about? I only gave it Sorry, two categories. In, in my head, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought... Like, you gave it slightly, Misery slightly more than I did, but not by much. Right. Also, Comfiest was no vote, so that was just five points shipped off into the ether. Yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't find, like, because Dead Snow is a little too fast-paced mm -hmm. for me to consider it comfy, and Misery is not comfy. I'm misery sorry. Misery is all. So, like, Good nobody trip. got it. Yeah. <clears throat> but... All right. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I yeah, January would be season two, the start of season two of the Spirit finally, and Yee. I get to choose the category yeah. by random trade-off. Uh, so I'm picking the theme of found footage. Found yeah. footage horror. I'm going with, uh, I believe it was from 19... Let me look it up. Yeah, 1998. Uh, the Last Broadcast, which is a found footage horror movie that predates Blair Witch by a year. And a lot of people were under the impression that the Blair Witch straight up stole the concept of their movie from the last broadcast. There's a lot of, like, la I remember at the time there was a lot of people being like, fuck the Blair Witch, the last broadcast came out a year before and nobody talks about that movie. Well, we're going to find out why nobody talks about that movie, maybe, or why people should be talking about that movie next Heck month. Yeah. And uh, I did choose my movie, and uh -huh. I uh, I am going to go ahead and do a movie I've been wanting you to watch for a while, since I watched it on my own, which is As Above, So Below. Oh, right. Mm -hmm, which takes place in the P Grand Paris Catacombs. Nice. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that'll do it for this one. And yeah. we'll be back with the next one. So. So long. <laughs> Yee.